going on everybody? It's your girl here, Shalane Demres at Hey Did You Know? And I just wanna thank everybody, first and foremost, before I get into this week's episode, thank you so much for listening. This podcast can be heard everywhere where podcasts are played, anywhere from Spotify, excuse me, to Google, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, Transformer, and other platform hosts. I can be found on social media at Hey Did You Know under Facebook as well as Instagram. And on Twitter, you can just find me under Shalane Demarest. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, let's get into this week's episode. This is gonna be another tough one to talk about, but I'm gonna do my very best to be as professional as possible because that's what journalists do, right? We're supposed to be unbiased and objective, so here we go. Today, I wanna talk about Vanessa Guillen. Vanessa Guillen was a PFC stationed in Fort Hood, Texas, and unfortunately, her remains were found this past week after being missing since April 22nd. Now, what I wanna do, I'm gonna go to ABC News and I'm gonna go through this timeline so we can learn a little bit about what happened, how the story unfolded, and then go back and review some of the things that has come out in this past week. April 22nd, officials within Vanessa Guillen's unit become aware she's missing, according to court documents. April 23rd, the United States Army Criminal Investigation Command received notification from Guillen's captain that she was last seen on the Fort Hood base. April 28th, a search of Guillen's cell phone records, according to court documents, showed that one of the last persons she was in contact with was Aaron David Robinson. CID investigators interviewed the 20-year-old Robinson who told them that the day Guillen went missing, he went to the off-post residence, which he shared with his girlfriend, Cicely Aguilar, according to court documents. Robinson told investigators that he only left his house once to go back to the base to log in on a computer to enroll in training. May 4th. Now, there's a big time jump, all right? We went from April 28th to May 4th. Vanessa's older sister, 22-year-old Myra, started an online fundraiser to cover the cost of a private investigator and an attorney. May 18th, investigators with CID talked to two witnesses who allegedly saw Robinson on April 22nd, leaving his work area with a box, a very large one that appeared very heavy in weight, and placed that box in his car before driving away according to court documents. May 19th, Robinson consented to a search of his cell phone records, which showed that on the day Gillian went missing, that he made several calls to his girlfriend, Aguilar, throughout the day in the early morning hours of April 23rd. We go from May 19th to June 3rd. The Guillen family created social media accounts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to call attention to Vanessa's sexual assault allegation and disappearance. Quote, unquote, she was afraid to report it. She reported it to her friends. She reported it to her family. She even reported to other soldiers on base, but she didn't want to, excuse me, she didn't want to do a formal report because she was afraid of retaliation and being blackballed. That was, quote, end quote, that was Lupe Guillen, 16-year-old sister of Vanessa. And that was a statement that she made to ABC News on July 1st. June 15th, the CID and the League of United Latin American 
citizens increased the reward for credible information leading to Vanessa Guillen's whereabouts to $50,000. That's $25,000 from each organization. June 19th, Aguilar is interviewed twice by investigators after giving a false statement that Robinson was calling her phone repeatedly because she couldn't find it. She told investigators that on the night of April 22nd, they took a long drive to Belton, Texas to quote unquote, look at the stars, according to court document. Robinson's cell phone records corroborated Aguilar's story and placed a pair along the Leon River, according to court documents. On June 21st, investigators began to search near the Leon River more than 20 miles away from Fort Hood. Despite detecting an odor of decomposition, no remains were found, according to court documents. June 23rd, Texas Representative Sylvia Garcia and the Gillian family met with Fort Hood leadership who told them they suspected foul play in Vanessa's appearance. June 30th, CID investigators interviewed Aguilar again and she allegedly admitted that Robinson told her that he bludgeoned Gillian to death with a hammer, according to court documents. Aguilar then told officials that Robinson placed Gillian's body in a box, placed the box in his car, and drove his car to a gas station where Aguilar worked. Robinson then drove Aguilar to the Leon River where he opened the box to reveal Guillen's body. Court records show. Aguilar told authorities the two of them dismembered Guillen's body using a hatchet or machete type knife, buried pieces of her body in three separate holes, according to court documents. Investigators then found un identified human remains about 20 miles away from the base near the area investigators previously checked according to court documents. And I'm gonna keep saying according to court documents because right now, this is what we have to base ourselves on. We don't wanna be <clears throat> held liable for misinformation. But this, all this is what I'm saying is on the ABC News website. The discovery came on the same day Guillen's family members announced they were seeking a congressional investigation into her disappearance. It's truly disappointing how Fort Hood Army Base, a military base, has not given answers to Vanessa's family. Kay Wands, the attorney's, the, excuse me, the family's attorney wrote on Facebook. July 1st, Kay Wam announced at a press conference at the U.S. Capitol that a suspect tied to Guillaume's disappearance died by suicide and that a second suspect, a woman, had been arrested. At that time, neither Robinson nor Aguilar were identified. The Guillaume family in Kaiwam said that the deceased male suspect was a superior officer who allegedly walked in on Vanessa while she was showering, sat down and watched her. Vanessa didn't report the incident, her family said, because she was afraid. Kaywam announced at a press conference attended by veterans, including Re Republican Tulsi Gabbard, that she's planning to propose legislation to, pro to protect U.S. military soldiers from sexual harassment and sexual assault. July 2nd, and investigators with CID identified Robinson as the deceased suspect who had been accused of killing Vanessa Guillen on April 22nd. Military officials said at a press conference that Robinson was not Guillen's supervisor and that during their investigation, they didn't find evidence of sexual harassment to confirm her family's accusation. Quote, and I am really sorry that I was not able to provide them the information sufficient to reduce their suffering. End quote. Major General Scott Efflant 
Deputy Commanding General of the Third Corps at Fort Hood said at a news conference. July 5th, KWOM announced that the human remains discovered 20 miles from Fort Hood on June 30th were positively identified as Guillen. The Army has confirmed that the bones, hair, and other remains found are Vanessa Guillen's. We are at a loss of words. The criminal investigation division has yet to independently confirm the identification. ABC News has reached out to the Army Criminal Investigation Division for comment. And that this was contributed by NBC, excuse me, ABC News, Abby Cruz. Now, I want to go ahead and talk about another young woman from the Fort Hood, Texas area. At the time, she was 19 years old. Her name is Yadamar Lewis. She wants to serve her country. She too was sexually harassed by superior on her post. And her, she doesn't really go into detail. This is from um, fox7austin.com. But her quote is, it's difficult for the chain of command to separate themselves from, hey, I know this person, we work together, we deploy together, we don't want to see the career end. And so that becomes a priority versus the safety and the equality of women in the military. End quote. She also goes on to say, quote, nothing has changed. The culture is still the same, even though we have SHARP, which is an acronym for Sexual Harassment Assault Response Prevention Training, and people are required to attend these trainings on a yearly basis. It doesn't address the actual culture. Now, here is another person. I won't give her name, but she is a friend of mine. She's also a veteran. She is a Marine. And she too was sexually harassed. She was sexually harassed by a captain at her duty station, and she is also enlisted. And the problem is, is that it becomes a power situation where you're a woman, you are an enlisted woman, and when someone who's a a superior, whether they are a sergeant or an officer, captain, lieutenant, whatever, who is it that you think your chain of command is going to believe? It becomes intimidating. And that is the reason why a lot of times cases like these are not reported. And that's something that's got to change. In Vanessa Guillen's case, according to court documents, he wasn't a supervisor. Robinson was not a supervisor, but they did work together. He did outrank her. Guillen was a PFC, which is an E3, and Robinson was an E4, okay? And that she did not feel confident in telling her chain of command. And that's the sad, and I, looking back, it almost makes me wonder, had her sisters not taken the lead and tried to get other people involved by going ahead and opening up these individual social media pages like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and anything and anyone who would listen, what would have happened? Her, you know, Vanessa's story still would have been unheard. And unfortunately, Vanessa and um, Lewis, their stories are not the only ones. There are multiple stories of women just like this. And it's something that's unfortunate. It's been in the dark for a long time, but people, are not keeping things like this in the dark anymore. And this is this goes beyond just the hashtag me too, not to discredit that. But the thing is that when you enlist in the military, you are serving your country. You are dedicating your life to serving this country. And the one thing that you expect as a service member is that your military family is there to help you. You're They're there to have your back. And when they don't, then what? So 
in conclusion, I just want to say on that part, I went ahead and looked at the video footage of Lewis. And she says something very profound. She went and said that we don't need to be protected. We need to be respected. Allow us to serve our country just like, you know, our male counterparts, our male brothers. Let us serve and not be harassed. That's all that we ask. Is that not so hard? We don't need to have any more Vanessa Gilliams. We don't want to have any more families wanting to know answers like, why did this happen to my daughter? Why did this happen to my son? Because according to this, the statistics that I see here on this particular fact sheet, that men too are being raped, they're being assaulted, and it's something that we really need to address. So if you have been assaulted and you want your story out there, please feel free to private message me on either my social media platforms. You will not be identified unless you want to be identified, but please let your voice be heard. Your testimony will give the courage and the strength for someone else to come out and say, hey, me too. And, and I don't want it to happen anymore. We don't need to have any more Vanessa Guillems out there. We need to take a stand and make sure that this does not happen again. We need to have other women speak out about the misconduct in the military, other men to come out and speak out. If you see something, say something. I hate to sound cliche, but it just goes. If you say something, I mean, if you, excuse me, if you see something, say something. So guys, this is all that I have right now. Thank you so much for listening. I can be found on Instagram and on Facebook with Hey Did You Know? And on Twitter, find me under my name, Shalane Demarest. Thank you so much for listening. Again, this podcast can be heard where podcasts are hosted. Feel free to share, like, rate, and review. And let's just make sure that this doesn't continue to happen. Let's just work together, okay? Until next time, be kind and be safe.